Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the Gym Owners Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about the most important thing within your gym. Uh, the thing that all roads lead to in your gym, the success nor failure of your gym depends on this one thing long term, the appeal your gym has to members to what's the word prospective members stuttering here on the end of the week, uh, the appeal your gym has to prospective members. And the way that you're going to be able to present your product outwardly for social media, for for all your pitches are going to revolve around this one thing. It is the most important thing within your gym. It defines your products. It defines your ability to be profitable. It defines your perceived value out in the your perceived value when compared to your competition. It is the thing that your gym needs to have in order to be successful. The most important piece that you can possibly put together. Or your gym. So before we get into that, let's make sure you guys go join in in the description, join the Facebook group, join the Gym Owners Revolution on Facebook. Uh, that's the spot. It's a resource for gym owners. It's where we're going to be running some of our new challenges. We'll get you're going to have opportunities to run through some free. Uh, what's the word? Kind of some free short. You know, once what are we going to do, John? Thirty minutes, probably three times, give or take. Yeah, yeah, we'll flesh out the details on this. It'll be very, yep. very quick use of your time. But you'll be able to come in, and we're going to address this single issue that we're going to talk to you today uh, in some of our upcoming challenges that we're going to run in the Facebook group. So make sure you join the Gym Owners Revolution. Follow me on Instagram at Tyler F and Stone. That's Tyler E F F I and Stone. Follow the show on Instagram at the Gym Owners Podcast, and John at J Banks FL on Instagram. That voice you're hearing there is the. Ever bald, ever bearded, ever handsome, John Fairbanks. Guys, this week, the thing we're talking about, the most important thing for your gym is the thing we've talked about a lot, but it is your offer stack. One of the things that you know if you do coaching and if you've ever done been in education is you feel like you talk about the same thing a thousand times. And every single time you think you talk about something a lot, you're not talking about it enough still. It still isn't quite getting through. So for us, the offer stack sits as one of the cornerstone principles that we teach as far as with the Gym Owners Revolution. It's the centerpiece for everything that we do within the Gear Academy, learning how to build it, how it should be presented, then how you use that for marketing, how you position yourself against your competition, how you're able to upsell. How it's, it's everything, right, John? This sits as this is everything that you do presented in the way that makes the most sense to your clients. And that is, it's the only thing that matters, in my opinion. For us, John, the, this is the number one. It's the first thing we do for clients anytime we get somebody in the, G, the Gear Academy is to completely retool the offer stack and teach them how to sell it. It's the piece because it's the thing that can start making you more money right away doing the things that you're doing. Well, because it takes a proposition of a yes or no proposition and whether or not you can win or successfully sell something that you have available and it really puts you in a position where it's a yes or yes. And it's either you win or you win big. Yeah. And that's how we want to position. That's why we've just learned everything that we've done over the years and everything that we've listened to what gym owners want, what coaches think that they need to do and what the, um, the general consensus of what's out there leads you to believe of like what's important and what you should do first. We've just learned that it's all bullshit. It's all wrong. Like the timing is wrong. And if you can get this one thing squared away, it's the reason why it's the first thing that we do. Because if you can get it squared away, it takes wins that you were going to have either way and allows you to just hit grand, like grand slams. Yeah. And well, and you, you, you said it too, is that you're going to have wins. You're going to be closing sales no matter what. Your product, people need your product, whatever it is. People need coaching. People like you. You as a gym owner, your business, it's appealing. You, you know, you got into this for the right reasons, most likely, I hope. 
you got a decent location. You've had good success with some clients, I hope. And the people are like, you are going to be an attractive place for people, right? But why allow your wins to not actually be wins for you? And that's the problem is you can have a lot of these wins and close a lot of sales and have them not be that impactful to your business. And that fucking sucks. There's nothing worse than being stoked you got a new client and then processing that first payment for $125. And you're like, well, fuck me. Like of all the things you're going to hope to be able to do for this person in the long run, for all the things that maybe they may actually want to be spending money for, for all the problems that they or barriers to their success that they have that you maybe be, will be able to address or could address or they'd be willing to pay for it. Uh, you're just kind of shucking all that aside to stuff them into some kind of catch-all membership. And that's tough. And it doesn't mean that you, that you can't sell a base membership and you can't sell a membership that is affordable to people. But the fact is, if your offer stack does not allow people to choose to buy more, choose to spend more without being forceful this isn't this isn't some of that weird bait and switch shit that you see when you buy a car you ever bought you bought a used car recently john you ever go into yeah. some of those dealerships and they come back at you like you agree on a price i've had a couple of this i agree on a price and they come in and we're ready to sign the paperwork and they put this thing in front of me where like the price is way higher and it's like oh well this one is because we're going to do this and we're going to do the undercoating and we're going to you know and we're going to add some an extended we added an extended warranty and they just kind of take it on like if you look at this and just sign blindly or just kind of agree to it without thought it's it seems bait and switchy and that is the thing we are absolutely against there's a lot of bait and switch stuff that goes on with challenge offers and short term offers and groupon shit and some very interesting verbiage that happens with some of the bigger players in this industry that I hate a bait and switch in the fitness industry sucks because this into your relationship with clients is based on trust and you cannot like subvert that trust right away because you'll never get it back. It sucks. And it's really, really bad for your reputation. And, but and what's people will choose to move up. If you, John, if they, they would never sell the fucking extended warranty to someone who values it and wants to spend money or has the, the disposable income, they would never sell it if they never asked. So where is the line? There's a line between just shoving stuff down somebody's throat that they don't want and then or simply not ever offering it because you're afraid to be told no. And you don't have to conflate. One of them is not the solution to the other. Does that make sense? No. Oh, yeah. And, and it's not also just the process of just making shit more expensive either. Correct. So there's really a fine line that we're kind of like threading the needle through this section. And I think it really needs to come down to, too, is what the fuck are we talking about? So when we're talking about an offer stack and we're talking about these things that you have available, what is it that we literally mean? So when we say the idea of what an offer is, so this should be the most straightforward. It's just the language that we use, which is what is your service? What is it that you're selling? What options do you have that's available? And when someone comes in and they want to be able to buy something from you, what do you have to actually put in front of them? That's what we mean by an offer of what you're going to be able to put in front of somebody. And then stacking it. So then we're going to break that phrase down of like, what does it mean to stack? It's going to now take what we're literally saying is you're going to stack or pack what you want to put in front of someone with so much value, with so many different things that you have available inside of your gym, that it can either be where we, we like to do the ideas of like what you have available. So what offers that you have, if you're going to stack and be able to combine these things into packages, it's what's the next thing that the person's going to need. It's going to be, will, um, what will help them get faster results? 
It can be that it ends up being highly customized. So you can build it all the way up to where the whole thing gets highly customized around that individual. The whole idea is you put so many different options now together and packaged strategically in front of someone into a stack of offers that are now all together that then should make the person that's interested in coming and joining and working with you really make them feel like an idiot if they say no to what yeah. you just put in front of them. Because you've essentially, by design, have solved every one of their pain points and everything is pointing to the direction of what they want to achieve, not by accident. But that's what we're talking about when we start talking about putting an offer and then a stack together. And I think the top end of this stack, right? It's your highest value product. It's just a thing we, you know, from Hermosi's book, $100 million offers, it covers that value equation very thoroughly, which yeah. is like, what's the likelihood of success? You know, the perceived likelihood of success. What is the rate of the results? What is the you know, amount of effort they feel like they have to put in in order to get it? You know, does the whole thing feel very premium? Does it seem like it aligns with their goals? Like all those things need to fit. Um, now that should be a piece that is expensive and not everybody's going to buy. And I talked about this with our coaches, our, our gym owners in the gear Academy yesterday is this top option should be expensive. And it should be a thing where like, not it should be like first class airline seats, right? Not everybody can afford first class airline seats. Not everybody, even those that can afford, probably a lot of them aren't even prioritizing spending that money on it, right? I'm not gonna say, I have a hard time on international flights forking over an extra five grand to ride first to sit first class. But I will tell you this every single individual who boards a plane who walks through the first class cabin when they board wants to be in the first class. And that's a very important piece when it comes to how you build your offer stack. That top option should be first class. Not everybody can afford it. Those that can afford it, some may not even be willing to spend that much money on it. But everybody should see and understand that's pretty fucking awesome, <laughs> right? Well, you have and that's, to see it. That's very important. And so, and everybody needs to see it to know, right? Because that's that's how first class seats are able to maintain that price is one, they don't compromise. They don't cut the price in half. You know, they'll only reward, you know, they'll forget the upgrade situation. But like the reason that that rate is maintained is because universally everybody knows it rocks. Like everybody knows how much better it is an experience up there than coach. I've flown first class a handful of times, especially on international flights. That is an entirely different experience, especially when you're my size sitting in first class. I, I can still yeah. lay down and stretch my toes, lay flat. That's unbelievable. I've gotten sleep on first class flights. I have never gotten more than 20 minutes of sleep in coach. So it's really, I think help. that piece matters a lot when it comes to, you need to understand that this isn't for everybody to buy. And that's the thing. People be like, well, if I put all this together, it's so strange. Like nobody's going to, yes, you're right. Not everybody's going to buy it. Some will, and you'll always be surprised some at who does it, who they are. That's the thing that I've learned the most when it comes to building offer stacks and selling like this is that like I'm, I'm always surprised uh, to the point where I'm never surprised anymore. My, my assumptions go out the window. I just make the most awesome thing that I can that I think is going to cover mo like the most needs and wants of somebody. And that's the thing, right? Would you pay extra money for a hot towel? on the plane, just like a little hot hand towel when you board and when you get off a plane, would you pay any amount of money for that? Like even a dollar? Probably not. But when you get it, it fucking rules. Like you're like, right. oh, that is nice. It was a little touch that you like. So when it comes to building that top stack, listen, just make it be the best thing that you possibly can do in that channel. Now, if we're talking an offer stack for group fitness, 
right? It's going to be whatever it is you can you can dream up. But what's the best experience you could deliver for somebody that's going to be built around success as well? Because your results are not just getting somebody from you know New York to LA, right? Your results do record. You know you do need to cover all the needs in between. Like what is what is the barrier between them and losing weight? What has caused them to fail last time? Was it nutrition? Was it accountability? Was it was it just checking in more often? Was the work not good enough? Were they getting a little lazy? Do they need more one on one attention? Do they need more work outside of class? So like, like that's a piece that you need to build all of that together, and then all you do is start tearing those things down so that the bottom level, the very base option is currently probably for a lot of you, the only fucking thing you're selling right now anyways. And, and, and selling, I think is a really important word that I don't want to skip over. It's yeah. probably the only thing that you're selling, but it's not the only thing that you're doing. And yes. that is the biggest thing that we see as we start working with coaches and gym owners, especially when they're really new and they've just been flying. They have realized as they start working with people that people need a little bit more. They, you've been, you want to do the right thing. You're doing this for the right reasons. There's a reason why you don't work a nine to five day job at office space style. So you realize that as you work with people, there is a little bit extra touch. There needs to be check-ins. There needs to be little things here or there. And you are freely giving of that all the time. And as we all know, because we've all been stuck in this trap before, everything that we do for free for someone never fucking gets followed. Absolutely. And so you end up chasing your tail. And really, it's what we've heard the most frustration that comes from coaches that are super well-intentioned is that they're doing all of these things. And at the end of the day, you almost find yourself in a position that you want it more than your clients do. Yeah. And that piece, giving more energy than you're than the value you're getting back, combined with not getting paid very well, putting in a lot of hours, and really having your heart in the thing, that's that is the recipe for burnout. Burnout. That's why Absolutely. coaches get tired. That's why they sour. That's why they end up being kind of you, you, John. You've seen these guys. These, these bitter people who kind of don't like any of their clients. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just ends up being a very they're, they're there just so they can be professional worker outers, professional exercisers because they don't want to have to get a job where they have to deal with a bunch of other bullshit. And I think that that's the thing that happens to a lot of coaches, a lot of gym owners. By the way, even if you're just a gym owner and you have coaches. This is the only way, like, look at your numbers. If you really look at your numbers, your options for like growing in revenue, either you got to jam more members through this unprofitable system and you're going to have a harder time delivering results. You're going to wear out your market at some point. unless you're in a really big market. Um, so you got to raise your price then. Well, how are you going to grow more? How are you going to develop your coaches? How are you going to dumping more clients on your existing coaches without paying them significantly more money starts to create a lot of resentment between your, amongst your staff as well. So this formula is for just for profitability. We always build everything as a feedback loop of success, meaning the outcomes of thing A need to feed the desired inputs of thing B, which then feed the outcomes of thing A, and the whole system can grow, okay? This is, this is the thing that we, any time that I address any system like this, this is what we do. And so you absolutely have to understand that for you to grow, if you're a coach and gym owner, and you're completely maxed out on time at this point. Like you, I could only take on maybe one or two personal training clients at this point. Right. And a lot of you guys are probably there because we hear it all the time from gym owners who like are kind of running the ship on their own. It's man, I'm maxed out. Like, I don't know if I, we talked to them about selling personal training. Like I probably don't have time to, I, you know, I wouldn't have time to fulfill. So it's like, well then what the fuck are you going to do? 
Well, right? we asked the question. We asked the. Well, I li- we go great. So what you're saying is you don't have enough time to take on anyone else. So what you're telling us is that you're making all the money that you are. You're making all the money that you want to make. Yeah. Are you making all the money that you wish you could be making? And the gym owner literally goes, "Well, no, I don't, I don't think that'll ever like be possible." It's like, yeah. well, then we have a fucking crossroads, and we got to make a decision yep. of what you do next. Yeah, and that thing is to in order to grow, that recipe needs to start to the, the recipe needs to start to shift a little bit. Meaning, if you're like peak, you know, you can't afford to pay any new coach to come in and take your time away, you know, to free up some more time for you. And you're only selling most of what you're selling is group fitness and not much else. And it's not hyper profitable for you. You're not living how you want to live. You can't go take two, three, four weeks vacation. Like you wish you could have, like, like you thought being your own man, your own boss was going to catch you. Like, you know, you're going to have to make some change to what you offer. And that's the biggest piece is everyone who's coming in is getting shuffled into this singular product, even if it's great. And even if you run great group classes, there's a whole wealth of people out there. I have a client who, who I work with now pretty regularly who flat out just will not work. He just will not deal with group classes. It's just not it for him. So if you're making all the money and you have tons of appeal and everything's going great for you, with just, just selling group fitness, wonderful. But no, the people with deeper pockets or who maybe want a more premium experience are just going to take their easy money somewhere else. And you got to live with that. And that's tough to do when you're in the situation you're in, where maybe things aren't quite producing for you the way that you wish they were going to. So one of the things we do is we have to start addressing, this is where we get into the threading your offers principle, right? So the offer stack, take your base offer, build all your services, your additional services up, like that will get them from where they are to where they want to be, where they want to be and cover, check every box between A and Z there. And that's your offer stack. Just layer it up. Okay, now threading your offers means you do have different products within there because your base product is a group membership. Well, that's going to be a bit different than the offer stack for someone who primarily wants one-on-one coaching, right? Right. And that's going to be also different for a custom small group that may come in. This is, I want you to coach my, you know, these 10 kids on my, you know, 10 of my kids, softball or baseball players or whatever. They want a custom training, yeah. a, a team training. We'll have to, yeah, we have to come up with a name. We'll call it team training. Um, but if you're going to do some team coaching like that, right, you're, that's going to be a separate offer stack for those people because it's a different conversation. The desired outcomes are different. It's not based on the individual. It's not, it's not, it's going to be a bit different if team training is youths. You know, the way you have to approach and fulfill some of those products are different. Youth, if you think coaching nutrition, for uh, a bunch of 14-year-old basketball players in the offseason amongst doing their strength training. If you think that is the same product as what you're going to deliver while coaching a 45-year-old housewife, it's a very different nutritional fulfillment because you have to deal with the parents. You're truly educating two multiple parties and you're trying to move a whole family system around. It's not just, you can't just worry about one person's psychology. It's different and it should be priced and communicated as such. Okay, so this is why the first thing we run through when we do our threaded offers, which is why we deliver this on a essentially an app, touch buttons, so you can kind of move, move across with your different products, and it just feels very slick. But you can come in and you can ask the person right away what they're looking for, right? Are you looking for group fitness? Are you looking for one-on-one personal training? Are you just looking for nutrition coaching? Are you looking for for team training? Are you looking for a custom small group where just maybe you and a few of your friends can hold up an hour a couple times a week and come in like all can you build an offer stack for each one of those absolutely should you absolutely as long as as long as you're able to sell them and people are coming in 
I think you should. Whatever products you have, anything that people are going to take money from you, that you're going to take money from them for, any of your services, you should give them the opportunity to move up that ladder. That's it. Because what that is, they can always choose to spend the minimum. And right now you're forcing them to spend the minimum. If you're not, if you're not allowing for upsells and the idea of pushing for an upsell, we talked about this redefining the upsell because upsell always seems like you're shoving someone up the ladder and that's, that ain't it, man. That is, that's the worst way. That's the thing. I hate coercive sales tactics at all. I hate it. I'm a, I'm a very take it or leave it kind of guy when it comes to how I sell. And I'm as, as inclined to (laughs) just be like, all right, fuck off. I'm inclined to fire clients as I am to take them on truthfully. Because I'm just yeah. particular about it. But that makes this sales process not pushy. It means it needs to be a good fit for both of us, which means I'm not trying to pull you into my world. I don't know that I want you here. So how much do you want it? And let them decide that. And then then you can define the relationship from there. Yeah, and it had to be it had to be that simple. Because you can there's so many sales training things that are out there that you can go and learn and it just the beauty of the internet is that it's it's whatever you want to learn go learn it like you can just download it and then have it and then go and then run with it but what we found is all the sales training that you and i had done and all the different groups we belong to and different um whether it was uh networks or industries we, we had been in kind of all these very different types and different uh kinds of industry and it all came down to the ability to make a sale consistently, especially when you want to be able to have multiple people in an organization be able to do it. It has to stay as conversational as possible. Yeah. So that conversational nature of just being able to talk to someone, be able to engage with them eye to eye, and then take them kind of essentially on a journey and let them guide the way allows any single person that's inside your org to be able to make the sales. That's really what has been the most awesome to watch of working with owners, gym owners that we're working with, and they're no longer the people making the sales. Their coaches are capable of making kind of these win or win big scenario sales. And it's just like, oh yeah, like it's, it's so easy. And it's, and it should be that easy because you already like is as what you do as gym owners and trainers and people that are in your communities, as long as you're not just a shady piece of shit, you've already checked all the boxes necessary to then allow someone to want to be able to work with you. So now it's just totally up to, can you not trip over your own dick? Yeah. Well, and I think the thing to emphasize too, is when you talk about it, it should be conversational, but it should be a guided conversation is the thing where most of you get lost. And this is where, this is where being able to have other staff deliver your sales process means it can, it should be a planned guided conversation with your offer stack being the main crutch, the main focus of this. And, And that's the main thing. What are you looking to accomplish? excellent you know what do you think barriers between you getting there however you define that part that's not necessarily the terminology but you know what what stopped you from having success before you know and as they kind of define all those things and maybe what and make them define their terms of success you know what would it take what would you define as a successful experience here like at the end of this i want to know like was this awesome and so and that may be yeah i'd love to lose 20 pounds by this time or it's like you know i just want to know my way around the gym like those People ask, forcing someone to define the terms of their own success is very valuable because they're going to give you then everything that you need to do in order to, uh, to like 
explain why the services have value to them. But you don't even need to do that because once they've laid that out there, you just put your offer stack in front of them, tell them about the top option and say, so, you know, take a look at the page. What do you think we should do? And they'll ask any questions about any of the things on there and that's it. And that, and you don't have to go through and like explain everything. And this is why I think when we explain the offer stack, offer stack concept, a lot of people get confused because they're like, well, how does that make it easier? I feel like I have to explain five different layers of, of things. And it's like, well, yeah, because right now you're selling by the seat of your pants, standing there with your hands in your pockets, showing them your reverse hyper machine and showing them how cool your chalk bowl is or whatever the shit is that you got going on in your gym that nobody gives a shit about that has nothing to do about nothing to do with their results and what them. they want and nothing to do with them. Right. You're just there talking about yourself. Like, look at how, look at my apps. You know what I mean? Like Christ, it's, it's that level of cringe worthy. Like, and this is our barbells and this is our back room and look at our showers and all those things. Of course you can show them, but if that's like the centerpiece of your, of your sales pitch and you're just winging the rest, like you have no roadmap and the roadmap being that offer stack, it's important because we've talked about this object fixation is a real thing. Anytime people get into, I, I do kind of view sales processes, not as a conflict, but it kind of is in the meaning we're trying to come to a resolution an agreement. Right. And so some of the same principles of conflict resolution all do apply to sales. And one of those things in conflict is object fixation. Right? I'm going to focus on the thing that's there. Okay. And so if somebody brings a knife to a fight, right, what's going to happen? We're all going to be wrestling for the knife. It's all hands on wrists. Everybody's hanging onto the thing. It's just that's the thing that seems to be the high stakes thing. We're all giving 100% of our attention to that. By the way, in self-defense situations, very often to the detriment of your ability to fight. Because sometimes you're instead of having two hands on some guy's wrist, you can pound your way out of that situation, right? And so having the offer stack there in front gives you now something to lean on. It's your crutch. It says, let's both pay attention to this. Because this is very specifically designed to be about what you're trying to accomplish and what I can do for you. So I don't got to freeform this thing. Okay. So yeah, we're, we're both going to look at this. We're both going to sit here and we're both going to be able to lean on this. Meaning in the awkward silence, I don't have to look you dead in the eye while you look me dead in the eye. Which happens a lot in cold, loose sales agreements. It's rough. <laughs> what you do is you fill that space you actually make a worse mistake. We don't just stand there and we both stare at each other. It's you just keep talking. Yeah. Do you feel like, oh, I got to keep talking because if I'm not talking, then they're thinking and if they're thinking without me talking, then I don't know what they're thinking about. And then I keep saying words and yeah. you're slowly pushing them towards the door. It makes me think of, so if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking about, okay, well, I need to have a plan. It's like, well, well, I have a plan. Like I know my sales process is good. Like I do sales. I'm good at sales. Like I can do sales. And there are some key indicators of, are you doing these things the way we believe you should? So it's how long is how long. So what does it look like when someone's doing this poorly? Yeah. Tyler, for like a sales call, like if I'm having a sales meeting, it's if you're 45 minutes or longer, you're fucking up. You're not doing this right. Absolutely. And so if you're, if you're not, if you are now, cause you lack that plan and because you do want to make it about the person, if you don't have the little bumper lanes, like at the bowling alley up and you allow someone, man, they're going to go way the fuck off and waste a whole bunch of your time. Mm -hmm. 
the folks that we've seen that have had the least amount of success with this is they go into a sales scenario, they come back an hour later and they're like, yeah, so like I, I fucked this up because the person just talked about a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter and it ended yeah. up being more of a therapy session than it did an actual, like nothing was accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also knowing that you're going to go to the stack, this also supports setting expectations because I'm going to go to this offer stack, meaning at the very beginning. All right. So I'm going to ask some questions about what, you, about what you're looking to accomplish. We're going to figure out what you're trying to do. I'll answer any questions you have, and then we'll go over. I'll show you the services, and you'll have some options to choose from. Let them know there will be options to choose from. And that piece is going to take you really, really, really far. Now, for you as a gym owner, defining the success of this of your sales system isn't just about closure rate either. And that's important to know. Is like if you're able to, if I if I'm selling ten dollar memberships, I'm going to have a pretty high closure rate, and I can yeah. think I'm a fucking ace, but I'm going to be poor as fuck. That sucks. It's not going to work. So at some point, if you build your system to where you have at least the opportunity for people to spend more money, right? And maybe your base product doesn't isn't so cheap and pointless, right? That you may you may have a lower closure rate as far as a percentage. However, your profitability, your average closure ticket price is going to be much, much, much higher. Now, the other piece is, are you adhering to this? Because again, Right. If I look at anybody's ratio, that ratio is probably maybe anywhere from 15 to 30, 35 percent tops should be picking in maybe 40 for really stretching it would be picking your base option, your base membership at the highest. So that's going to be as far as it, so. So right now, 100 percent of your people are spending the least amount of money possible that they can with you. 100 percent of the people you close are spending as least as they possibly little as they possibly can. And that sucks. It feels like success if you're closing a high rate, too. You're closing 70% of them. You're like, man, I'm a boss. It's like, yes. And you're funneling a bunch of your clients into an unprofitable system. That's not going to be harder to fulfill because you don't have the money to do it. And that sucks. That really, really sucks. If you just lay this out as such, okay, now instead of 100% of your people spending the minimum, it might be 20 or 30. And everyone else is just giving you more money. And every product that you layer in your offer stack is easier to fulfill than your base product. It's less hours. It's a higher value product. It's more money per input for you. It's much, much, much easier on you. So for scalability, for profitability, and for building your own time, it's really, really, really important. Because we've talked to gym owners who get to the point where they only have two or three more hours. Like they, they don't know if they could take on more one-on-one clients. They're already coaching. It's tough to bring in another coach. They can't find anybody full time. Well, then you need to sell people into something that's profitable. Meaning you may need to have these sales conversations. And when someone comes in, if I'm just, you're just looking for group, I'm sorry, like our classes are pretty full at the moment. You know, I can only move you towards, pick your most profitable piece. Because at that point, like you mentioned earlier, John, is your, the last three hours that you have available in the week should be worth way more than the first 20. Right. Way more. And if you're just going to fill them up to fill them up, like it's, it doesn't do you any good because now you don't have any time to like flexibly address your business. And that fucking, that's a rough spot to be in. And that's because where burnout comes. Absolutely. Yeah. Is you, you, you did this so you could be your own boss. And then very quickly you find that you're a slave to your own machine. And we've had to wake gym owners up to this. Yeah. Is that it's who, who owns this? Whose business is this? What's my business? Well then fucking do whatever it is that you want to do. And it, but but it, it, oftentimes this is where the value of being able to have other voices having a conversation with you, and that is where we have no problem telling you exactly what we think. 
Yeah. And that is very valuable of having, not having a bunch of fucking yes men around you or not having a bunch of people around you that don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You may find that oftentimes in your little communities or your circle of people, you're the only person trying to play this game differently. Yeah. Nobody else really can relate with you. And that is why we built what, this is why we built what we built and why we have the gym owners revolution and why we uh, escalated and elevated those that were wanting to be able to go from that passion to a profession and take the leap and ready to accelerate and move forward into our gear Academy, because I was tired of listening to gym owners thinking that they were unique or in a situation that was only for where they're from or where they they live. And we were having, you and I were having 15, 20 different conversations with people from all over the world that were having the exact same issues, the exact same struggles. It's like, bitch, are you guys, no one's talking to each other. Yeah. Y'all got to talk and, 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 and we can help be there and help you have, but you guys, we need sounding boards from other high quality people that are trying to play the same game so that you realize it can be done differently. Because, be done I, th better. because I think what happens when gym owners talk amongst themselves is they just want to feel that feel their problems heard, and and that's the thing. Yeah. It's it, it's wonderful, you know. If you're if if you're married, fellas, if you're men out there, like when your wife comes home and complains about the people she doesn't like or the problems that's going on or this happened with the car, what she wants is to be heard. She doesn't want you to immediately do what I do, which is go into problem solving mode and say, "Well, that's easy. We'll just do A, B, C, D, ba 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 ba." Well, you're going to make that a lot yeah. worse. However, as far as your business goes, you don't need a fucking spouse. And your feelings have no place here. Okay. So if you're going to come in and you're going to say, I have these problems, I'm not making enough money. I'm working too hard. And John and I will lay out. All right. Here's the 10 problems in order here. Here's what's prioritized. Let's execute on A, B, C, D, E, F, G here. And I kind of am, I have no patience for then for you to not take action. She's like, well, wait a minute. I just, I wanted my feelings validated. That's not what we fucking do here. So if you want to get in, get in on the Facebook group. You can dip your toes in. We're going to run a couple of those challenges soon. You'll be able to build and execute your own offer stack and learn how to sell that, hopefully by, I'd say for sure, maybe a month into the first quarter here of next year. So make sure you get into the Facebook Gym Owners Revolution. Link's going to be in the description. If you want in on the Gear Academy, you're done having enough, you've spent enough time on the Gym Owners Treadmill and you want to take the leap, uh, shoot us a message or you can ask us, uh, yeah, probably just message us directly. You can email us at the dudes at, uh, we're at the Judes at jimhacking.com, hackyourgym.com. Hackyourgym.com, yeah. Or message us at the Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. We'll get into the Gear Academy. It's a year-long commitment. We'll get in for a year, and we're just going to retool this thing. It goes far beyond just your offer stack. We go from your, your stack to your systems to your next opportunities, building new revenue streams from staffing to executing the whole piece, marketing, sales, running ads, all that shit. We can retool your whole system for you in a year and have you up and running in a very, very, very profitable way. It's not going to have you burnt out in a year like the probably the rate that you're going right now. So get in on that. Follow Gym Owners Podcast on Instagram. Follow me at Tyler F. And Stone. And John? at jbanksfl on Instagram. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.